0: We are back, and we're actually doing a Q and A this time. Hopefully, we got some good questions. We'll I did, actually. So
1: that's awesome.
0: awesome. That's good. Okay, we 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 did this last minute again. So this is also the earliest. Not gonna lie, I think this is the first time I'm recording with actual natural light. I just want to say, I just want to point out. Normally, we're recording at like eight o'clock at night. So the fact, right. fact that I don't have to record
1: around my bedtime is fucking <laughs> fantastic. It's um, yeah. You uh, know, yeah. I'm like way, way, way sharper right now than like, to be honest to you guys, normally when I do this podcast, it's like 8pm my time or seven. And I'm like a gram and a half deep of cannabis and like 18 hours of work It's just usually like very, very not as, <laughs> as early in the day as it is right now. Yeah. Um,
0: you no, know, my diet's going pretty well. Um, hello, 162 this week. Um, I'm 162.6 today. That free meal fucking hit me like a damn truck. I've, I I kind of hate Mark for it because I've just been starving ever since he gave me that free meal. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like you asshole. Can you not just like regularly refeed me like that? We just, would be great. We just
2: talked about this, didn't we?
0: We did. Yeah, we did. We talked about it on the live, but people don't know. People people don't always listen to the live. So, um, it was to go over what it was. It was four burgers. Four homemade ninety-two-eight burgers, uh, with whatever. I just got brioche buns, so really good, really good. Uh, four slices of cheddar cheese, reduced fat, not fat-free, reduced fat. Um, uh three-quarter bag, three-fourths bag of hash browns, which was, which is like a hundred grams of carbs, um, and nine Tate's cookies, which. It, I think per two cookies, it's 17 grams of carbs and seven grams of fat. So so I basically had five guys, but cleaner. Yeah. Um, and it sent my body into overdrive. I actually lost weight after legs, which never happens. So that was a first, um, which I feel weird about. I dropped about 1.2 pounds yesterday and <laughs> probably drop again today. Um, yeah, I'm currently... Currently, as my death face is coming in, my face just keeps shrinking. It's fine. Um, I added a client, uh, which we'll definitely get into because I think it's an interesting thing. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, the week's the week's been good. The week has been good. And it's culminating into what we'll talk about after everybody goes over their weeks. So Dylan, you want to go next, buddy? Sure.
1: Uh, my week is pretty good. It's a busy week for me um just with uh you know travel coming up the weeks like with the store stuff if i'm going away for the weekend i always have to get really ahead of my stuff so then the monday to you know the monday before i'm always the week before which was this week i'm always getting really busy because i leave in a few days for vancouver meet Braden down there and uh, a lot of his athletes are competing and you know so we'll have some of that And one of my athletes is competing so that'll be my, one of my training athletes so that's really fun um, other than that i think i didn't take on any new athletes this week because it's kind of a kind of a wash week uh, but i had taken on like some of the consequent weeks before so that just happens you know when you're coaching it's kind of uh sometimes it's moving forward real hard and sometimes it's it's not uh, it's been nice here so that's great because we really haven't had summer yet so it was nice that the the sun's been out i got a little bit of tan just getting some sunlight that has made me quite happy but isn't it interesting how we're never happy like the weather wasn't quite what i wanted it and now it's so hot that when i go outside after a while i'm like oh it's too hot Yeah, (laughs) I'm i'm not really happy when it's super cold i'm not happy when it's super hot so anyway just trying to be a little more grateful other than that just getting ready to leave and uh enjoying the week training's been very good for me i kind of took an honest look at my own physique class check-in and I was like, okay, your chest and shoulders suck and they still suck. Why do they suck? And I kept asking myself questions over and over again. And it was basically like, well, do you feel your chest and shoulders like you do your other stuff? Like your back and, and your legs and some of the better parts I have. And the answer was no. And I'm like, well, then go to the gym and use the weight and the form that you at least feel this shit. And the last probably three, weeks which is uh three weeks is like five or four push sessions So i have lots of pushing and pulling going on right now so it's a lot of sessions accumulated in that amount of time my chest is absolutely fried and i had to back off about 20 percent of the load and i took a lot of braden's queuing of just like really pausing in the stretches and the contractions which i've never really done much pausing and contractions i have within tempo blocks but never just like subsequently end ranges man yeah and man my chest is very very sore uh the last few days which makes me happy because it's like okay obviously that's a new thing because it doesn't happen to me very often which gets me excited about what like thousands of those stacked on top of each other yeah so anyway breeden what about you bro it's
2: been good sorry i was just pulling up these questions i forget how instagram changes this and i can't find them ever (laughs) (laughs) um it was really good really good week man honestly I'm so incredibly excited just to get down to Vancouver. Um, I've spoken with Tyler and and Tessa and Luca about this and we talked about this too, like something about, for me, just being in that environment with my people when I'm getting the opportunity to peak them and we all just get to hang out. Like, yes, I'm going to have my Wednesday, Thursday, Friday check-in still, and I'll be banging through those during the day. But I'm really excited for this one too, because I was actually gifted a really cool thing um, from somebody for my road trips and it's basically like a clip on screen for my laptop so my laptop now will have dual screens as well so I can actually function a little bit better basically like I'm at home because I'm so used to the big that's screens. Cool, and not that's this tiny. Interesting. Yeah I'll, I'll show it to you guys after so I'm excited to well at some point in the next three days I have to figure out how to use it first and foremost and get it set up so that (laughs) but i'm really excited for that just to get set up at the the airbnb and and post up and basically move my life here to there but then also have my people around me i'm sure we'll kind of just hang out at night maybe watch a movie while they're chilling kind of relaxing digesting their food and taking a look at them every few hours after meals i love that shit so as you can tell i'm just really really honestly so fucking excited for that um Outside of that, I I did add a couple athletes this week, had a couple inquiries here. So I got some calls booked out. Um, you know what? I ended up getting out for a couple rounds of golf this week too, which was pretty nice. Um, work on that farmers farmers tan a little bit more of mine. That's absolutely brutal. Um so yeah, man, honestly, just really, really excited. And then uh we're gonna talk about one of the one of the most exciting things of the week for me, and it's been in the works for a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I, I just honestly really really happy with everything right now it always feels like and I know Dylan you're the same way as me in this sense it always feels like there's not enough hours in a day and too many things I need to get done and things we're working on and I know like we're working on some stuff on the back end me and Anthony are working on some stuff so there's a lot of different things like moving and like we have there's just so much shit going on and I feel like I just wish I had 48 hours every 24 hours, if that makes sense. (laughs) But you know what? It's things are trending in the right direction. Um, My wife is sick right now. That's the only negative thing. And it's a pretty weird thing. We don't know exactly what's going on. It's some sort of viral infection. So she's been pretty down and out here. And obviously I hate seeing that. But uh, like you said, man, you got to be grateful for things. And I'm trying to work on that stuff a lot myself too. And I laugh when you mentioned the, We always want, like, when it's cold, we want it hotter. When it's hot, we want it colder. I'm
0: I'm just cold all the time right now, to truly be honest. so so. What I was
2: going to say was that translates so well into bodybuilding, too. Because when we're thick and we're growing, we want to be shredded. And when we're shredded, we feel small and we want to be huge. It's, like, literally this never-ending cycle of, okay, I want this. Okay, you got that, but you want to go back to there. (laughs) So, but, no, um, things are rocking and rolling here, so...
0: I'll have That's to call good. in. I'll have to call in one day, maybe while maybe while I'm working. I'll call in one day while while you guys are in the Airbnb. Yeah. I'll oh, yeah. Talk to the boys. A
2: little Absolutely. In.
0: Yeah. I got time. I'm chilling usually at work, so I'm home by myself, so I don't have anyone to talk to all day. <laughs> but
2: yeah, man, give us a shout. We'll uh, give you a sneak peek of what we're what, what we're working with.
0: Yeah. Well, another big news. I guess we'll we'll kind of just let the cat out of the bag. There's a reason why I'm wearing this and well i guess it's kind of backwards so people can't really read that um but uh i am officially joining Braden uh and dylan on team miller elite uh as an assistant coach i'm gonna be part of the u.s takeover over here uh very excited about this um this has been in the works for quite a long time to truly be honest like like it's been in the works for a good bit of time Uh, But we haven't been able to make it official until now. Um, So it's going to be pretty dope uh, to come aboard. And what we have going on planned, what we're planning right now, what we're working on uh, to make is going to be pretty exciting. Um, When that's ready, we will definitely tell you guys about it. Um, And you guys will probably be really surprised by the next plan of action with this. Um, But overall, the reason why I decided to do this um, is not only because Braden wanted me to join the team but also because i mean these their team has kind of been my team now for the last few for the last like three four months um every one of their coaches has been really inviting to have conversations with me um tyler and i have gotten close um i always watch maverick and all them really kind of do their work um got to get to know jordan and kirsten a little bit more um that will happen over time right but I look at the two guys I'm riding with right now on the podcast, and (laughs) there's a reason why I ride with these guys. And now that we can all be on under one umbrella really makes it kind of special for us uh, because we really do plan on taking over and we really plan on being the best team. And I honestly think we have the best team right now and we're going to continue to develop. And just the coaches that are under this, we're going to continue learning and getting better. And the more we get better, it's just going to be it's going to be something that i'm really happy to be able to take a part to take part in um and have the opportunity to really grow my own coaching grow my own experience um really work in both the competitive bodybuilding field and also in the functional health field um and make impact on both sides of the table within within the industry um because i have experience within the functional health realm pretty pretty good but i always could use more And then I'm looking forward to diving into the competitive realm and there's really no better. I really think there's no better coach to kind of do it under the guidance of rather than the man who's right under me uh, and Braden um, and being able to have a watchful eye over the one prep that I will be doing pretty soon. um, And then hopefully a few more down the line. Um, So, yeah, that's the big news. That's the big announcement for everyone um i know we've been oh, holding wow. off on making this official but now i know now i know all the spreadsheets and i know all the back end stuff and know how everything works which um we went over today uh, a good bit of it and i can tell you my processes are going to get a lot better um everything's going to get better from this and if i can better my processes the better i can coach and the better i can coach the better results you're going to get and yeah. i can damn well tell you i already make good results now they're just going to get better yeah. so so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, don't know if you two have words you want to share or anything, but go ahead. I'm just
2: I'm just incredibly excited to finally be able to do this thing. I know uh, we mentioned it on our Instagram live. We briefly did there, but uh, we had chatted about it before and, and there was an opportunity there before, but clearly it just wasn't the right time with you having signed a contract with another team. And like I said, you've grown a lot since then. And I think it makes even more sense now. You bring a ton to the table here. Um, yeah, for sure. Like you said, I, I definitely will. Step into a mentorship role with you in areas and, and help oversee some of your preps and teach you what I know along the way. But <clears throat> I don't think you're a, you're a slouch in the sense of being able to provide education to me and Dylan and other coaches as well. You you've really proved your, proven yourself and learned a lot um, in the last year and a year and a half that I've watched you and known you and we've obviously became close. So I'm just really excited to do this thing. And uh, I know the rest of our team. I speak on behalf of the team. Tyler Maverick. Kirsten Jordan, Um, everyone here is excited to have you join us and just start building that roster up and impacting more lives, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. We already have a lot of fun on this team. And like you said, I think outside of the fun aspect, I think that's important to have a team that really gets down together and supports each other and and loves what they're doing. But I think on the forefront of that, we need to be producing results. And I I know that's going to happen as well. And uh, we'll, we'll get it done, man. So just excited to have you join us, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah i have something to add to that um i just think my life's in a pretty interesting spot right now so for me it's like i met some random guy on the internet last year and then he was like hey you should come on my podcast i'm like okay sure and then i did one episode and we were like that was fun maybe we should do it together and then we just started shooting the shit once a week. I would just, to be honest, mostly get like obliteratedly high. <laughs> <laughs> These were like even later because they were like less produced. There was I didn't even have a mic. I was doing it on my phone for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like a, I was just shooting the shit with a friend and we happened to be recording it. That's exactly what I was viewing it as. And then it kind of turned into something and we started to take it a little more seriously. And, you know, and through Anthony, I met Brayden. And then I hired Braden as my coach. And then, you know, I had an uh, I had my position was changing with another team that was going into the free market. And we got talking immediately as soon as that happened. And, you know, so to have Anthony kind of come into this, this whole circle just happened in the last year is very interesting for me to be a part of. And there's some other reasons I don't want to overshare. But there's, for me, another reason why that is even more. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, these people that I've sort of mentored and been around and, and got to learn from are now like right in the circle with the same under i'll use anthony's term under the same umbrella and it's very it's it's fun i think we have literally I, I i think what anthony thinks i think we have the best team right now and i think once we get the playbook down we learn to play together you know uh as a team like full out and get to know each other and get to know how each other's styles are where we can help each other man it's just gonna get lethal
2: yeah i couldn't agree more and like I don't care how anybody interprets this, whether it's confident or cockiness, we're going to be the best fucking team there is. So just watch us. <laughs>
0: just watch. That's what I yeah. tell people. The, we, we tell all of our clients, show me, right? Oh, we'll show yeah. you. We'll show you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fine. don't need to say anything. So, um, yeah.
1: but. Just excited, man. That's it. Yeah. I'm just excited. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, time. Reviews, should we start tackling some questions and have some fun on that aspect? Some
0: value. Yeah, let's uh let's someone to kick it off. Either one of you. I'll kick it off. This one's fun. Cool.
1: <laughs> Fuck one, marry one, kill one. Oh. Yes. Hip <laughs> thrust, cause glute bridge, glute focus leg press. Uh, I'll go first. Fuck. I'm gonna marry glute focus leg press because I'm very good at leg pressing. So like my the legs that I have now is Pretty much leg press. Like yes, I've done lots of other things, obviously, but if I had one thing to pick, I could keep growing my legs on the leg press for both quads and glutes. So I'm gonna marry that because that's a long term relationship. I'm killing a hip thrust and fucking the glute bridge. (laughs) I'm I'm doing it in once in a while, but a full hip thrust, like just a barbell like power hip thrust that I would do for like a power program or something. No, that can fuck off. (laughs)
0: Fuck, I'd rather. Well, I'd rather i'm in the i'm gonna kill i'll start with my kill i'm gonna kill i'm gonna kill my i'm gonna kill the hip thrust (laughs) because i find with the other two things there's no reason to even (laughs) for us to truly be honest um i'm honestly probably gonna be this i'm gonna marry the glute bridge this is one that everyone fucks up Mm -hmm. and if i can get people doing this correctly it absolutely grows glutes like wildly so Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing better and the amount of times, not gonna lie, I know I know we have a lot of things in the work, but the amount of times that I've recorded on my couch over there, like using that as a bench to show females how to actually glute bridge correctly has been more times than anyone would think. Um it's definitely in the double digits. So I am definitely doing that. Um and I guess I'd fuck the uh I'd fuck the uh the glutes biased leg press because I do love a leg press and (laughs) I don't think I've hit glutes. I don't I haven't hit glutes
2: directly in a long, long time. So okay. So I don't know if I'm coming at this from the athlete standpoint or the coach standpoint. Because if it's the athlete standpoint, well I'll tell you right now I'm killing all three of these fucking things because my ass has always been so dominant but i had to get it i had to get away from it being dominant so i'm not doing a single one of these things now <laughs> i'm getting dominant Here. but we're gonna go from an exercise selection basis yeah. um we're gonna go definitely fuck the CAS glute bridge because that is just such a oh, that exercise to me is but again same thing it's it's often done very wrong yeah Um, Yeah. people call and and people like to call it a hip thrust or whatever again normally it's just a fucking sorry i guess i'm trending into the other one so i'm going to kill the hip thrust not that i don't like it um obviously there's more hamstring and quad activation when you're going through a full range so i actually do like using it in particular athletes let's say a wellness athlete Mm -hmm. the bikini athlete i'm not Really, ever going to use that more than likely? Now, Mary, I like glute focused leg presses again, super individual because a lot of my top bikini competitors I can't have them doing it because their quads will grow too much. I have to eliminate pretty much. I have quite a few athletes that I try to really eliminate a lot of knee flexion, but that's my answer. I'm running with it. I'm going to stop explaining myself and just say. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. We're going to fuck the cast. We're going to marry the leg press. We're going to absolutely kill the hip thrust. We're all, in, um, we're all
1: in agreement. We're all killing the hip thrust. Yeah. B, you got a question, or do you want me to fire off the next one?
2: So I have three questions only. I guess we kind of... Me too. Sucked.
1: I have three really good ones. So. We kind
2: of sucked at tossing it up. We tossed it up very late. So I have three. So. That's enough. Two of them are... Kind of ped related pretty straightforward one of them is a training related so let's go to this um <clears throat> best way to grow your doubts and for me this individual i'm going to come back with the same answer in terms of a million things I've, I've mentioned to them before every time they've asked me a question you need you need to eat more <laughs> uh, but with that being said in my opinion get damn strong if like if you're actually trying to grow big delts, get damn strong at overhead pressing. Um, obviously, we can we can figure out different ways to target the delts through the medial delt, rear delts, you name it. But if you get very 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 strong at an overhead pressing with proper execution, in my opinion, you're not going to have small delts. I don't really know, and and a lot of times like, for me, delts are are often a key indicator that somebody's using PEDs. You often see a lot through delts, traps, these kind of things on individuals, right? So, again, if you get strong and you're taking PEDs, well, chances are you're going to definitely see those delts improve. Um, but so that's that's just my opinion. Um, again, there's a million ways to skin a cat. I don't ever program just overhead presses. In fact, a lot of the times in my delt programming, especially if somebody's training a lot of chest, I probably will only program one overhead pressing movement. But
0: that's
2: where I go with that. What do
0: you guys got? Um, uh, you want to take it, or do you want me to go next? I'll go. Um, the one thing that I really like is I like frequency with my delts. Um, for a lot of people, um, especially for those medial um, head of the delt, um, it can handle a lot. It's a fairly small muscle group. It can handle quite a bit of frequency. I don't like a ton of volume with it, but I'll hit. I'll hit it three to four times a week if the person can recover from it um i personally agree with with b here where i'll do pressing twice a week typically um for some people it just depends on what they need to bring up um one will probably be a more high incline smith press or something to kind of do a two for one there and hit that clavicle head of the chest and hit that anterior adult um so i kind of keep that pressing to maybe once once every three, four days. Uh, but I also agree you're going to need to eat a lot of food, but you don't need as many sets as you possibly do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's one thing that Better um, sets. A, lot people, a lot of people get wrong. Um, To truly be honest, I think actually my delts in a lot of my poses are actually pretty good. Um, And I can't, I can't, I can't say anything because I do really high quality sets, but I've only hit delts between three to six sets for the last, two years so you don't really need a ton of it um i do like extenders um intensifiers on delts too as well drop sets or rest pause sets work really really well um for them too as well but you don't really need a ton just just you need to have quality reps with it and control the weight don't swing the don't swing the shit with your hips
2: (laughs) i personally i personally have three working sets of delts on my program
1: I to add something potentially different from a different perspective uh, I'll kind of start off where Anthony started where I like adding density so like I like muscle rounds and cluster sets work really well for that um on like lateral raise variations or front raise isolation raises or even machine press I don't know if I would do it with free weight presses it's a lot to kick them up And when you're putting them down and kicking them up, putting them down every 15 seconds during fatigue, I think that's a recipe for disaster, especially if you're stronger. Um, But so anyway, so density. I also think uh, having a mix, uh, this is anecdote, of course, but uh, my delts started to grow better when I focused on some heavy shit and really good shit. But I tried both of those in isolation and nothing happened the way it did when I combined them. So like, I don't mind a set of lateral raises that I can't get my hand above 90 degrees or just below where I have to use like a tiny bit of body English, but I'm really contracting the delts hard, but then I might cut that load in half on like a second set with a little straighter arm and really good contractions because I find that if I don't get stronger, nothing really happens with that muscle group and i yeah. think some people the volume they respond well to just volume in, in itself and i need like a progressive my body doesn't put on tissue that easy i need like a progressive stimulus so i still have to get stronger but with lateral raises sometimes it's not like a stable press or like a leg press where you can make it look exactly the same because the moment arm is so long and the balance is so off you know like even chest support or wire raises like when you have to bump five pounds that's a huge amount of load yeah so the form is probably going to be a little uglier but I, then I stay at that weight for like a long time until it, 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 I can control that weight. So it's much slower progressions. You're not doing it like session over session for sure. But I think people forget about progressing. They just want to do it really good with, especially with everything that the shoulder is like a, kind of like a, a buzzword for content. So like raising the scapular plane. And I'm guilty of all this too. You know, I'm like teaching people how to do things, but in the how forget to people do how hard,
2: you yeah. know, when we train yeah. today.
1: I did the Atlantis side raise. It was like the hardest set I think I've ever done in that machine. And then I, I pulled my body up just a little bit, extended my arms, and I did another 15 partials where I was getting my arm at least six inches away from my body. When I stood off of that thing today, I couldn't even put my arms anywhere. They still hurt a lot. And yeah. I think if you bring that intensity to them, because I also – I was just telling the boys before when I was – trying to figure out how to you know really bring progress to my delts and chest because it's a weak point for me one of the questions I asked myself was like okay if it's a set of lateral raises and a set of like leg extensions or leg presses for you what how do those compare side by side if I'm playing the videos that you think are in your mind from how you normally train those two things because if someone would ask me do you train shoulders hard I would have said yes but asking it in a different way of myself like comparing now okay so Dylan Okay, you train them hard, but what's hard? Does it does it look like your leg extension or leg press sets or like a muscle group that I have a really s- stronger connection with? And I'm like, mm, maybe not. So I should try to do that. And that was another way to like find out how to shift gears for me, as like what you would call a pretty experienced athlete. So I think there's always places to look where you can improve. Is the point?
0: Yeah, I also think I also think adding them first too. Like if you really need to grow your delts also when you hit them within the session also matters um but I agree here with dill too also with the heavy set so I'll do something like a like when I had intensifiers in I would do like I would have like a drop set for a lateral race so I'll do a really heavy first part of the drop set get them loaded with like a 30 like a 35 pound dumbbell get my arm like up to like right here maybe and that still stimulates that a ton and I really think that that did play a factor in how how much as long as the load is under control right Mm -hmm. and it's all depending upon what you call control there that's a
1: skill acquisition right yeah So, like i can i tell my clients all the time because i have these like little mini seminars in the gym guaranteed right now well there's a few clients now i have a pretty i have a couple clients that are like really good so most of my clients i could leg press leg extension uh, any back movement twice as fast as they would be moving, but I'm more tension throughout the movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's a thing called, I call drops in space is how I teach it. And when you watch most people, it's like a gear with cog teeth that are far apart there. It's not unwinding very smoothly, like a belt over a pulley, like the gym, the gym machine they're doing it like where it's dropping and catching, dropping and catching, dropping and catching. And even though it's going slow from A to B or under controlled speed, you I can literally see how there's yeah. like breaks and tension. When I get on a leg extension, the first rep until the I'm done moving, that's pure tension. If you hooked up an EMG to me, it would be maxed the whole time. Yeah, for, for sure. You know, and I think that's a skill that people forget to learn. And that's what intent is.
2: I think with uh, like this conversation could go on for light years. I think it's <laughs> the, 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 the programming aspect too, right? Because when you look at an actual program, okay, well, if you're deadlifting and squatting twice a week too, to also try to bring up your legs at the same yeah, time, yeah. you're trying to bring up your delts. Well, you're, you're not setting yourself up for recovery enough. If you're training six days a week and two of those are heavy leg sessions or pull sessions, you know what I mean? Like your body is just trying to recover so hard from such, um, taxing movements that are absolutely drilling you into the floor—you're just not going to make the progressions. And then I think within that as well, really paying attention, getting when you're when you start picking over things with a fine-tooth comb. And as coaches, this is our job. If you don't have a coach, you should hire a coach to do this. But within programming, there needs to actually be—it needs to make sense, right? So a lateral raise, for instance, there's a hundred different variations to target the medial head of the delt, but. Certain variations are going to target the lengthened range. Certain are going to target the shortened range. And if every single movement you're doing is a shortened range movement, mm-hmm. for sure you can see growth. And, and depending on your genetics, some people I guarantee you, some pros I guarantee you, only chain the shortened range range because they only know how to do a dumbbell lateral raise and a machine seated lateral raise. So they just do those. Mm-hmm. But they're genetic freaks. If you don't have that genetics, you're going to need to find ways to alter mechanics and and load different ranges of the movement and make it harder in different spots. So that's where the tension is at its greatest and that's gonna have the biggest turnover to more tissue. So I'm gonna cap it at that, because like I said, I think we can literally continue to talk about this forever. But
1: uh, You did that with my was, programming, Brayden, you adjusted mine, right? So like, yeah, it was also another look at maybe why my legs were over dominating because I was training legs so hard, it might've been taking, well, I think it was taking recovery capacity away from my pushing and pulling intensity because no matter, how, unless I was training twice a week, because I can train, you know, like I need a day off before and after legs. Yeah. And I know you're kind of like that too. And I just, I learned how to train legs with savages, so I just really fucked myself up all the time. And uh, we we made the programming match kind of my needs exactly yep. like you said. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, if you're enhanced, you can pin your GH and your delts. Yes, be. absolutely. <laughs> 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 um.
0: I got a question, but it just pertains to me, and it's kind of like a, an inside thing. Um, yeah. But I'll answer it because it's a question. Um, my buddy Tom asks, how excited are you to train with Grayson? So Tom, uh, you guys all know Tom. Uh, he works with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. He's a coach. Um, I am traveling up to Connecticut uh, in, in a week and a half um, to go visit Tom for the first time ever. Um, we've been Instagram, we've been Instagram like best friends for the last two years, and I'm finally going to spend four days getting to train with him, uh, getting to hang out with the son, um, and uh, and everything. So I'm very excited to so, be able to go see some more friends and go do some things that are not work related, um, and be able to get some good content. Um, we're getting a photographer out for a few of our workouts um, cool. while we're up there, um, so we're going to be getting some good content for the gram um because that's my business expense tony so so we'll make sure it's a business trip um so i'm very excited to be able to go travel again and go visit some friends and go do some things um i'm going to be severely dieting but get it done
2: that's okay that's that's nice man fulfilling i like that stuff oh yeah
0: awesome who has another good
1: question? Uh, i oh. have one it says since Braden is coaching you what are his plans to improve your physique? And I was like, oh, that was a pretty good question, actually. But he can demonstrate his skill set on the podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dylan and I, we, we were obviously, Dylan's really good at communication. And um, I know, I, I've learned enough about Dylan at this point, and we've become close enough that I know where his, his um, I don't want to call them faults, but I know what has held oh, yeah.
1: back. Where the dragons are.
2: Yeah, I know. I know what has held him back in the past. And I mean, it's not without cause. I mean, if you listen, if you listen to him talk, and you can even go listen to the podcast he did recently on the excellence cartel, he kind of taps into past eating disorders, and a lot of these kind of things. And when you go through these large transformations and, and have these massive shifts in your life, many times, it's not to say that none of these things will ever provide blocks. Right, And and it's really, really, you have to find ways to overcome them. And that's something that Dylan and I have had conversations about and and working to overcome. And he's even said things to me where it's like, I know that if I do this, it'll just like, this will happen. And I I come back and I say, okay, well, we're not going to do that then. But then six weeks later, that thing will probably have been done. And maybe that thing was me pushing food up or adding in a high day or something. But it wasn't a conversation of you need to just fucking eat more. It was more like, okay, we know where your roadblocks are. We're going to have to sneak some more food in because I know that this in, in your head may feel like this is going to move you in the wrong direction, but I'm seeing the way you're progressing within training. I'm seeing what's in front of me. I'm seeing the changes in your physique. I know what we need here. And yeah, I mean, it's been an absolute, it's been fun because I think we have Dylan looking the best I've, I've seen him. And obviously we're, we're playing with some tools and stuff like that, which are always fun to play with. And uh, Dylan's open to that stuff too, right? So like, I mean, at the same time, he's also a very health conscious guy, as am I. So we're making sure that everything we do is healthy, but having the ability to make certain changes within his plan and him just understand it and execute it is kind of my goal realistically. And I'll tell him straight up, like we, okay, we looked at, we assessed the physique and I said, I just want more width. I want more width up top from the Delta. I want more width up top in the upper back. The density and the thickness is actually there in your back but we need to get away from just training that and get some more width. So what did we do? Well, we had a plan that we had been running for X amount of time at that point. And all of a sudden we just started to titrate some volume, play around with intensity techniques. He's enhanced at the moment. So his recovery capabilities went up. So we put some more volume onto those body parts that we wanted to really overreach with per se and, and train and progress. And we've seen it happening. Everybody's progressions happen at a different rate, but it's happening. And then within that, I think a lot of it comes back to Dylan too because he's changed things on his end through us working together over the past month and a half that I also think contribute a lot to what we're seeing happen. And A, he, he himself moved away from following a macro approach, which it wasn't a sloppy macro approach where he was just mixing it's around tough. new foods and shit every day. He basically had his basal foods, but he was just still playing a bit per se. But now he sat down and he used the same spreadsheets that we build our athletes plan on. I give him his macros. He sat down and he built out a macro diet for himself that he nails the diet day in, day out now. So there is no fluctuations in food choice, in timing, none of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's laid out, perfect for him to execute. Uh, through conversations we've had, it's made his life easier, which I think translates to better progress too. Yeah. And then furthermore, within that, like he mentioned before, we've we've talked about movement patterns. So I look at, he sends me his training videos just to, as all his clients do him and, and my clients do me. And we look at parts because Dylan's training is really good. So I, I pick it with a fine tooth comb (laughs) and I I look at certain movements. And for a while there, I was saying to him, okay, I want you to turn your mind off. And I don't really want you to think about trying to be perfect with your, your intent. I want you to move some fucking weight. So we did that for a little bit. Okay, great. Now I want you to keep doing that, but I want you to drive a little bit more intention with every rep and, and get a little bit more control okay perfect we spent fucking a month doing that and that looks good now okay now where we're at it's like now we're we need to really focus on end ranges i'm going to want pauses in this lengthened position and i want to pause on this movement in the shortened position i want you to spend some fucking time here i'm not saying hold that for a three second contraction but don't just abandon that contraction before you fully spent time there and it's small things like that we've been working on and some other things in the toolbox but we'll keep those to the hip until it's time to time to implement but that's what that's what's been driving it and I'm really proud of him he's been working his ass off and making progress and it works so that's all you have to do and quite frankly he's working his ass off and that's how you drive progress so
1: yeah I thought this would be a fun question to answer mostly because inversely you know I'm very good at helping people achieve this but it just goes to show you that you know Braden has a coach he has a very highly skilled coach Anthony has a very highly skilled coach I do Brayden just happens to be my coach and he's here today so I thought this would be interesting because you know what the biggest thing for all of us is as your physique develops you have to conjure the psychological ability to basically stack more perfect days on top of each other and to do that you have to become psychologically stronger which is why I'm so interested in it because it's like if you would have asked me three years ago could you do any more to be better in your fitness I might have said no you know, as a naive person, like, well, I, I don't, you know, because you're just thinking like, well, I have all these, this knowledge and I'm nailing it. And then like Braden says, it's like, okay, we took a month to nail down all of my movements. And then there was like another step and another step. And you're just continuing to stack them on top of each other. And I'm able to provide the longest runs of that that I ever have based on some of the other work that I've done. And that's why my physique's improving on top of the things Braden mentioned, right? So it's being able to kind of, cause I tell my clients like, Measuring your resting heart rate, or your blood glucose, like all of that stuff's at the bottom. If you can't nail the stuff that's above that, like the daily kind of responsibilities, all my tracking of all this metrics is all doesn't matter because it it's trickle down, right? The optimizations only work when everything else is on point. So that's what we've moved things to. And uh, I'm excited to finish up this growth phase and see, see what we can do. It's been fun. I'm just training as hard as I can, basically. Yeah, I'm I kind of right.
0: kind of am in the same boat with Dylan here. I guess we there's always a little shortcomings that you don't really think are shortcomings until yeah. until you're in the moment. And I and I kind of found those. Like I talked about it in a post. Like I was like, there's these little things that I realized I probably should be doing for Mark. Like when I visited him, that I should be doing. And like I haven't been doing. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm like the pinnacle. I'm I'm pretty good with my consistency right and adding up amount of days but like it was little things that will definitely enhance my percentages of getting better but it's but it wasn't like it wasn't things where the overall work wasn't being done more so Um, uh, a lot of people forget that
2: speaking to the, the minor minor things that might not be minor things right I had a really actually kind of neat revelation recently with an athlete that I work with I trained uh, I own, I do their training only. Um, I did a session with them. We had a really, really good leg session. And calves were at the end. And I have them do calves on their day. And they joined me for my leg day. And there was like some joking going on around not training calves. And like not wanting to do the calf set. We've all been there. At the end of a training day, the last thing you want to do is get on a fucking calf raise. But I said, them, I, I kind of dug into them and I said, are you actually doing your calves on your program answer that question honestly uh you know uh some and i'm like stop right there uh you you don't need to answer that anymore i know you're not doing them all the time like you are would you skip would you skip your incline dumbbell press (laughs) would you skip your rdl no but you tell me you want to be a good bodybuilder and you want to be a complete bodybuilder being a winning bodybuilder is head to fucking toe Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have the good genetics for this body part or that body part, you're still going to train it. In fact, if you have shitty arms, you're probably going to train your arms fucking harder or find a way to make your arms grow better. So if you have shitty fucking calves, the option is not to skip your fucking calves. The option is to find a better way to grow your calves. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you just said, we all have certain things to do better. I genuinely believe we all do. And I had this conversation with this young man and I said, you told me you want to be a winning bodybuilder and you want to be a pro. That involves being a pro from head to fucking toe. Your calves are a piece of your physique. You're absolutely leaving it on the table to not improve it every single time you stop training them. Well, fast forward to a few weeks later and sure enough, he was doing every single calf session and he told me he was hitting his calves. So it we all have things to improve on and we all have things we might not want to do, but we probably should be doing that's going to make us a better bodybuilder.
0: Yeah. And mine was, mine was sodium and potassium, uh, measuring. Yeah. So that was, and that's something that honestly, that actually turns, it's actually more so a bigger thing as I get deeper. And like, fortunately I was doing enough salt to where I was fine compared to my potassium, but like, say if I wasn't, and I wasn't as salting my meals, which I wouldn't ever do that, but say if I wasn't, I was having more, I would have more potassium than sodium. That would be a big issue, especially as we're trying to get leaner. That would obviously affect water balance oh, and performance. And it really would disrupt kind of the look that we're going for too as well. Um, so, you know, that's a minor thing though. But when you think about you're giving everything to it, that little that little detail, especially when I'm starting to get leaner, it really makes a difference when that that 1% really does make a bigger difference
2: than most people think
0: yeah percent. all right b you got a question
2: yep i do so goes back to a conversation dylan had about something we put in our delts um or this person should have put in their delts potentially uh they just asked me what are the benefits of growth hormone and should i take it (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you can afford if
0: you can afford real if you can afford pharma grade growth hormone yes
2: yeah so I will answer this one quickly and then I'll let you guys tap into it. I'm not going to say a million deep extravagant things here. Cause we could go down a loophole here or a rabbit hole here, but basically you look at it this way. What are the benefits fatty acid mobilization or the ability to increase lipolysis tissue growth, lean tissue growth, soft tissue growth, and repair glucose mobilization. There's a million different things that can happen here. Those alone, what do those mean? It means you have a better chance to be a leaner and bigger bodybuilder. <laughs> so anybody asking me, should I take growth hormone? If you are enhanced, yeah, I believe you probably should. Because when you look at a risk a risk to reward ratio side by side with a lot of androgens and stuff, and you look at like RHGH, the, the risks are going to be a lot smaller than some other things, right? Now that's saying you can't just abuse it. Um, and I actually have an interesting point to to speak on to what Anthony just said. And I had a really good conversation about, with Cam about this, and I think we share the same. I'm actually, I've moved away from the camp of, if you can't afford pharma grade, don't use it at all. There is some really good generics out there. And I have quite a few athletes who are competitors, and I have quite a few athletes who dabble with GH, and not everyone can afford pharma. Yeah. I've seen some really good things from some high quality generics. And you just have to realize that it's not gonna be the equivalent. When you are using a pharma grade, you're probably gonna be able to dose it a little bit lower than you might need to dose a generic. But if you can get quality stuff and it doesn't break the bank, use it, it's probably gonna be beneficial. Um, Make sure you monitor your blood glucose when using GH. It will have potentially an effect to create, um, temporary insulin resistance, right? It's not something where like you're fucked for the rest of your life that you're insulin resistant, but most people using growth hormone, especially in ranges that will actually optimize tissue growth, probably going to see some sort of downregulation down regulation of, of the way that your body is handling sugars in the blood and so forth. So yeah, that's, that's my two cents on that. You guys can tap in and run with that one. Um,
1: nothing else to add to it really too much besides, um, I think that it doesn't require, it works good synergistically with androgens because then your risk and your kind of your runway for the androgen use is longer, yeah. which is usually better. So then you can use basically less and get similar growth as if you didn't have the uh, recumbent growth hormone in the program. So I think it's a really low risk uh, kind of play as, as Braden brought up. I also kind of agree with the not, necessarily on the like all pharma cap it's pharma is very hard to get you have to yeah. be well connected like unless you've been in the industry for a long time or you or uh, potentially like me or Braden have had an interesting past and have some like interesting calls you could make to people. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like it's it's not easy like you're not going to go around like a regular fitness Good life fitness and find someone selling pharma quality growth. It's not going to happen, most okay. likely. You so know, fairly so, really expensive. So and I've really seen, expensive. I've seen also like pretty decent results. I, there is um some anecdote that it, like if you look at people that have used growth hormone intelligently for a long time as males, anyway, they're much youthful looking compared to the other people their age. Oh, <laughs> like one hundred percent. And there's apparently um, it's not studied well, but some nootropic effect too. It it apparently has some effect on positive effect on cognition. And a lot of people, I've heard that a lot actually. So that's interesting.
2: I can can see that. And again, I don't know the entire mechanism there. We'd have to look at it. But I mean, if you look at the impact it can have on sleep, that alone could have a direct correlation there, right?
1: I wonder the same if it's not that or just overall recovery goes up. So then the coma is better.
0: I I overall think it's one of the, best fat loss tools that you could possibly use um brain already said it but i that's kind of the only thing that i guess i would add i mean you already if kind you of went used, over if that have used properly i mentioned this yep. on our
2: live remember i mentioned on the live a few minutes ago or i guess a couple hours ago now but um <laughs> you, you need to remember like if i i've seen people do it left right and center Where like they'll wake up take their gh head to the gym and do cardio and it's like 15 minutes after they pin their gh well i'm sorry to tell you that fatty acid mobilization and that lipolysis that increased lipolysis that's not happening
1: <laughs> you yeah. can go
2: back and do your cardio in two and a half hours and that'll happen so like I realize <laughs> if for a fat loss effect you probably should be setting an alarm for like 3 a.m if you're doing cardio at 5 or 5:30, and pitting your gh and going back to bed and yeah if that's if you're not cut out to do that then it probably won't be the best tool for fat loss. Now you can use it and it will probably keep you leaner, but it's not going to drive up my policies. Nope. In that
0: sense. But if you know how to use it properly and you, <clears throat> 100% to I agree you, with you said, I think it's a great, I think it's a great tool. And I think it's one that could be added on a lot earlier into people. If you can afford it, like I yeah. said, like dill, um, if you're able just to carry that androgen load yeah. for a longer period of time, I think it's definitely more of a reasonable one to add in, Earlier, a lot of people have this thing where you're like, oh, you don't need it till you go pro. And I'm like, well, if you want to look at that safer use model type thing, uh, you would rather use that than more than a lot more (laughs) androgens. Yeah,
2: well, and like that goes back to when you see people like internet forums, what people are running for their first cycles or second cycles and shit. It's like, man, the amount of benefit you could have from just saving your money for a little bit longer. And investing in some good growth hormone and a small dose of test and using those synergistically would be far superior to you taking 500 milligrams of test and 200 milligrams and 300 milligrams of this, that. Your runway for progress is going to be longer. Your health risks are going to be smaller and you're going to fucking grow. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, who's got the next? Dill, you got another one?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, one second here. I just got to get back to it. It is. <clears throat> if you guys all train together, who quits on the set first? <laughs> I was like, "What kind of questions are these?"
0: Nah, I love. I'm telling questions. you, it will not be. It will not be me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but we're all gonna say that. Yeah, but I can 100.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but I can 100 guarantee you because we're most likely training legs. I will guarantee you. I will go to the depths of my childhood. So I can find a way to not fucking quit at that point. I will I will black out before I fucking I will there is a shirt I'm going to wear. I'm going to make sure if we trade when we train together, I swear to god, I am going to wear and if I die, if he dies, he dies. Shirt. That's just it. It's just it. If I die, I die. All right. End the story. I will bury both of you. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I, I have
2: a unique answer for this one Thank you. put me on a movement that i know is safe for me i promise you oh yeah I he's got a heart my, he's he's gonna quit first he's got a heart condition oh hold on hold on i promise you on my life i don't i i would say this for all of us because i know both of you guys I don't think anybody is quitting first because I don't think anybody is quitting until they actually can't move a load anymore. <laughs> it stopped even with poor you course- Until even the with- load stops moving until the load is no longer being moved. I don't think anybody's quitting. Now I will give myself a little caveat here, <laughs> call it what you want to call it. I'm not actually trying to die in the gym. If we're doing, a, if we're doing a movement that I know is a little scary for my heart. And if I feel myself getting to a place where. I probably should pump the brakes. I'm going to pump the brakes at that
0: look, point. Look, Dil, look, he's already making excuses as to why. See,
2: well,
1: I don't know. Cause then I go thinking, I'm like, I'm pretty old too. So I, what kind of <laughs> I And I'm like, wait, what kind of movement are we doing? Because if it's an SLDL or an RDL, I'm quitting first because I'm not paralyzing myself to prove
0: a
2: point. Oh, I'm also I'm yeah. I'm not, yeah that's, like, that's no. I mean, hey, I'll t- I'll say this much. I'm not putting an excuse out there because I'm gonna grab the bar and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'll do it.
0: We'll just imagine we're on like a leg extension and who oh, quits God. first on oh, the leg fuck.
2: Oh, buddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's call it that exercise and let's see who fucking dies.
1: Okay, done. It's gonna
0: be me because I clearly have the smallest legs out of everyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, I honestly with the way things have been going and knock on wood for this. Um, the only movement that ever gives me a bit of a, like, Ooh, this is going to be a little scary. Yeah. I've mentioned it before here is my SLDLs or my RDLs and I'm getting very strong with them again, but I've absolutely fucked them up the past few weeks and my numbers are going up. So <laughs> hey, I, I'm not quitting on those yet.
0: <laughs> I had to re I had to reform my, my RDL. So I'm back down to two plates and a 10. Uh,
1: loads just relative anyway
0: uh yeah uh then we got one more do we got do we want to do one more or are we good i'm out
1: i'm
2: fresh out. fresh I, I have one i have one more and it goes back similar a very similar question to the gh1 actually um injectable carnitine is it a ped is it better than oral what does it do <laughs> um i think uh, i'll give a very brief one on this yeah, I wouldn't call it. I mean, I, it is technically a PED, yes.
1: On the water list, right? You can't. Yeah. technically, it's on the water list, yes. Yeah,
2: it is. It is a PED. It is a, It is on the water list. You cannot use it if you're. I mean, well, we'll leave it at that. You can't. <laughs> carnitine you can't, is. Carnitine. You can't use it. Yeah, carnitine is carnitine. Um, with that being said, again, uh, you're not you're not using androgens and that kind of stuff. If you're just a natural person. I would still say probably like, if you're not actually competing and it's not a banned substance, like if you're taking it, you don't need to walk around saying you're enhanced suddenly. No, no. Um, Is it better than oral carnitine? To the nth degree, yes, 100% always will be. Um, Acetyl, like Alcar, it can be okay if taking it orally, if somebody doesn't do injections and stuff like that, it still doesn't even hold a candle to injectable. Um, And what does it do? Honestly, probably a shorter list to say what it doesn't do than what it does do.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll, I know Dylan and, and Anthony are probably chomping at the bit to hop on this one too, but interactions from blood sugar stability and, and glucose and insulin metabolism, um, massive interactions with your androgen receptors. So you'll get more out of any androgens you're using or the, the natural androgens you're producing. Um, huge effects on like blood flow and pumps via nitric oxide i know dylan would know a lot about this one neurologically there's there's some really good things tied to it um a big one is actually like your ammonia recycling um which again we won't get huge into this long explanation of things and i believe there's there's also implications and things tied to like your igf1 signaling and stuff like that so there's other benefits there too but those are the big ones that hop out at me. Um, if you guys want to run away with some of these too, go ahead and take the floor. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits. There's
1: VO two max benefits. Um, there's some ideology that you would probably get better, like dopamine response, serotonin response, because, uh, it crosses the blood brain barrier quite well. It's great for lactic acid. Um, you can almost tell, like if you, uh, if you really really do a workout that has a lot of like lactic buildup if you're in like a metabolic phase or just even do intensifiers with like a dirty leg extension or something like that and you get that really that lactic pain um carnitine you'll find if you're using carnitine and you've tried it for a significant amount of time and then done that same thing without the carnitine you'll notice that like oh wow i don't have that like rusty stiffness that i had usually the next day like i like i don't have it today um, from the carnitine so it's, it's a really interesting thing Braden and i used it with me for a while the only thing is you do get some injection fatigue i find it's the, the huge the mig- biggest reason why people don't use it like all the time for because it's really good for i believe it would be awesome for your heart your kidneys i believe it's awesome um and but injection fatigue because you have to do it's way better I am and if you do sub q you can only pin maybe 0. 0.4 or 0.5 of a milliliter otherwise you start to get uh, lumps. a lot of, most people get like lumps so it's annoying because then you have to pin a lot mm-hmm. and that's the thing like I me and Braden talked about this one time because I think I was doing like 300 milligrams then we upped it to maybe 600 at the max and we just had a weird conversation one day I think we were in person and I was like where do you think the benefits would stop and he's like well, if you're willing to like really plunge yourself, I think high like two or three grams pre session, and I'm like me too, but I've never really done it because like it's such so much pain at one time. Oh my god! You know.
2: So anyway, four four needles loaded with 500 milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that.
1: That's horrible. Four mils? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> that, uh,
0: but you need to take. But you should take it with carbs. If anyone wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so or, be or, or, having...
1: or exogenous insulin if you're in Yeah. Medicine.
0: Or exogenous it has to be taken with it with some sort of insulin factor there. Um
1: so the yeah. pancreas yes. had to make it, or it had to be in your system from a long-acting insulin or in your system from a yeah,
0: I really don't have anything else to say. I really haven't dabbled into really actually studying L-carnitine because I haven't implemented with many people or actually anyone. So I haven't actually done it. And I probably Just based upon injection fatigue and everything, I probably won't do it fairly often unless it's truly needed. So we'll
2: see.
0: We'll see. We'll see. see. Um, But all right. So is that that's it? It's like seven weeks.
2: I got a training session to hit now.
0: Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. That golden grains. Code code elite Spada. Yeah. It will come in. We'll get a code elite Spada. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Um, but no, guys, my my application box with Miller Elite is actually open. So, boop, boop. If you're listening and you're interested in coaching. We can now all say that we all have spots open. I think uh, brain might we not.
2: Say is hit the Miller Elite website. Find what coach yeah. you want. To apply.
0: Find what coach you want now and apply for that coach.
2: Um, we all have it in our bios too.
0: Yeah, it's all in our bio. Let's load Anthony
2: up, Anthony. Let's load him up.
0: Yeah, load me up. Yeah, let's do That's it. Um, so, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, as always, subscribe to the subscribe to the YouTube page, um, subscribe to Apple and Spotify. Leave us a five star rating and review. If you guys enjoy these episodes, um, share it on Instagram. Share it with a friend if they want to listen or we gave anything valuable um, to you today. Uh, go follow Brayden and Dylan on Instagram. As always, go follow me on Instagram too. Uh, go follow the Miller Elite page too, as well. While you're at it, um, but other than that, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Ace Spader podcast uh, with, Thanks, with guys. The Fat Boys, with the Fat Boys and one skinny guy.
1: See you guys later.